0: Shauna and Jody here with Real Sisters, Real Talk. We're glad to have you joining us as we talk about growing in our faith with God. Hey, it's Real Sisters, Real Talk.
1: Jodi and Shauna here, and we're just so glad that you're with us. Thank you for spending this time with us and being on the journey of just, I don't know, having conversations about real life and talking about God's word and how applicable God's word is to real life. I am so grateful that you know, God's word has been such a part of my journey and I'm actually celebrating a little bit of a personal victory this week. Can I share with you
0: what happened to me? Yes, please do. Okay. (laughs) I
1: had, uh, I'm on the teaching team, the communications team at our church and I taught on Sunday morning and, you know, I'm always very particular about what I'm going to wear. If I'm up on the platform, I would just want to be really comfortable. I want to make sure that you know, if I get excited and I raise my hands up in the air that nobody gets to see my 53 year old belly, like there's things, you know, you just want to make sure that you're comfortable and that you're good. Right. So I had done all the tests, the raise the hands test, you know, made sure that the outfit was good. As before I walked out the door, I did one of those, you know, oh, should I wear this shoe or should I wear that shoe kind of thing? So like put one on the right foot, put one on the left foot, you know, just like test everything out. You don't want any wardrobe mishaps, right. While you're on the platform. Anyway, off I went, um, super excited about how the message went on Sunday morning. Went out to lunch with some friends, got home. Man, my dogs were barking. I could not wait to get out of my shoes. So I sit down on the edge of the bed and I take off my first shoe. And then I take off the other shoe and I'm like, huh, these are not the same shoe. Oh, Oh, sister? Oh, Oh, yeah, I did. I did. I done did stood up there and taught with two different shoes
0: on two services. I can't wait to see next week. How many women come with two different shoes on? Cause right. they just okay. think maybe that's a new style. Right. So here's, I told you I was
1: celebrating a personal victory. This is the personal victory. Mm-hmm. Five years ago. I might have cried. I would have yep. been mortified 10 years ago. I may have had to switch churches. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> but here's the, here's the deal where I'm at today, I thought it was kind of funny. I just, I gotta be yep. honest with you. I thought, how was I not like limping or like walking with a hitch? Like, <laughs> you know, were they exactly the same size heel? Like, how did I not know? Cause one was kind of like a chunky thick heel and the other one was <laughs> a little bit more narrow. Nobody said anything to me. I just, I don't think anybody noticed.
0: Yeah, that is so funny. That's a great, uh, a great Here we teaching are. story. What, yeah. yeah, you see those people at Walmart, and you go, "Wow, really? Didn't they like think it yeah. through?
1: Kind of thing with the outfit? Did well? Maybe they just... There didn't you go. There. Yeah,
0: I'm in <laughs> maybe, the club. Now. Maybe they didn't, or maybe they didn't get that last look as they walked what? out the door. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely remember like, should I wear this one or should I wear that one? I don't know what got my attention at that point and pulled me away from making a decision before I walked out the door and putting two of the same shoe on, but I survived it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you did.
1: Yeah. Funny story. You are
0: okay. Right? (laughs) I love it. I did that once going to church way back, way back before Johnny and I were ever married. And I remember getting out of the car and I put my first foot out and I was like, huh. I don't think I chose to wear that shoe. I looked at my other foot and there we were. There you (laughs) were. Two different shoes. (laughs) What'd you do? I drove back home. I wasn't teaching, so I drove back home. Well. And changed shoes and I was late for church. And that was probably not the best choice. I don't know. It is what it is. But
1: I just am like I said, I'm just grateful that we can laugh about it.
0: Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Because that's actually the right response to have is, you know what, it's, it is really not that big of a deal. It is is not earth shattering. So, but I love, I love you. Um, you got to, you got to preach on the word of God and the importance of the word of God and Mm -hmm. how, um, God's word transforms us. It's more than just a book for knowledge. Uh, pastor Clark, I might've said this before, but, uh, few weeks ago in a sermon, Pastor Clark talked about how the Word of God is so important at at Emmanuel is so important to for us. We need to be reading the Word of God because it points us to Christ. It points us to God, our Creator. Um, it it points us to the Holy Spirit. And so we can we can approach the Word of God to check off our list because we did it and it was a it's a discipline that we need to do, or we can approach it in God, show me who you are. Mm -hmm. What do you want to teach me? Um, Help me to grow in my walk with you and my understanding of you. That's a whole different approach. And it does constantly point us to God. And that's such a beautiful thing.
1: It is. It is. I, I just, I need, I need to know. I want to know. I hunger for his word. Like I want to know what he's thinking. I want to know, you know, what, how he wants things to go down. I want to understand his character better so I can trust him more because the more, I understand him the more, and not just a head knowledge thing. Like you said, Joseph, we open up the word of God to Mm -hmm. meet with the, the God of the word. (laughs) So, right. You know, it's a meeting with him. It's not just head knowledge, but in that space, he does teach me. So I do grow in knowledge. I do grow in understanding by his spirit. Yeah. I just, you know, this was a part of, of what I shared on Sunday, but it's a crazy thought to think that we can get the word of God into our thinking. Like, how do I get, he's so other, right? You know, I mean, yeah. scripture tells us in Isaiah that like his thoughts are higher, his ways are higher. So how do I get God thoughts into my brain? But then Paul wrote to the church in Corinth that we have the mind of Christ. He says that that God put his spirit in us as a deposit, right? So, yeah. and there's another verse in Corinthians that says, you know, who can know the thoughts of man except for the spirit of that same man? Well, God put his spirit, God who knows the thoughts of God, because he is God, put the spirit of God in you and me. So we can know the thoughts of God. We can read the word of God. He wrote it down in scripture so that we can read it. And then his very spirit within us teaches us and trains us as we meet with him in scripture and as we open it up and, and changes us and transforms us. So yeah, I know. Oh, you and I are both just incredibly crucial. passionate about the word of God. And I, I just have to say yeah. this real quick. Cause I know that today there's, you know, political correctness and like, you know, don't tell me what I need to do or what I ought to do. And, you know, I just, I love you enough to tell you, you need to be in the word of God. And I say that with love in my heart. And it's, it's, It's because God meets us in that place and everything that he longs for us to experience in relationship with him comes alive through being in his word. So yeah, I do. I just encourage you to get into word, get into the word, dive into making it a regular part of the rhythm of your life that you spend time with him
0: in that way. With, without a doubt, I, I, we also have talked about how do we hear God speak and, um, anything that we Think we hear God tell us we need to check with scripture. And the only way to know if it's in line with God's character is if we know scripture. And so we need to be, there's just so many things, so many reasons we need to be in his word, but always it points us to him, which is such a beautiful yeah. thing. So today we wanted to talk about something. Um, you know, we hear people talk about, Oh, um, my life verse is this, hmm. or, um, you know, these, these are the verses that matter. And so, um, I have talked before about this vantage point three curriculum. One of the processes it takes you through is creating a biblical mandate, and so I even add a step in for our church that we do. But the process, if if you're interested in in kind of discerning uh, Bible verses that really resonate with you and why, or if you're if you're wanting to process out like what is my life verse, is there a verse that God Um, has just really like, it just resonates with my soul. This is a a process you can use to do, to kind of discern that and then ask the Lord, ask Mm -hmm. him to show you. That's the greatest thing you can do. So, but this part of the process is um, we encourage people to go through scripture that they have memorized, write it all down. So just create a Google doc and put all of the scripture in there. So not just like um, the, where it's found, but Use You can use BibleGateway.com and copy and paste it and put it into your Google Docs that you have the words there as well. And so list everything that, like verses that you have memorized, because if you've memorized them, there's a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you list, um, maybe go through your Bible and see what's underlined. And so not just because you were at a conference and the speaker said, underline this verse, but if it's a <laughs> verse that you know, like, yeah, there's something about that verse. It resonates. And uh, write that one down, put that in your Google doc. And so you might end up, somebody might end up with eight verses. Somebody might end up with 50 verses and there's not a wrong, there's not a wrong number. Whatever you have then, the next step I would encourage is to write down next to it, why that verse resonates for you, because you and I might have the same verse and they might resonate differently based on, um, what God breaks my heart for and what he breaks your heart for yeah, right and so if you write down the reason why next to it then like if you do have you know 20 verses you know which that's overwhelming you can start to see oh these six verses all point to this or these four verses all point to this and then you can narrow it down to one verse in that category and most people don't have more than you know three to five categories that we kind of find um they have a lot of verses for And then that can become kind of your, your biblical mandate. That's kind of the verses that, that really resonate for you. And I remember the first time I did this practice, I, you know, in my very selfish, all about me thinking thought, well, we're all going to have the same verses, right? Because I think everybody loves the same verses that I do. And that is, you know, it is all about me, right? Um, but that's not at all what happens The in every group that I've done this with, and I've done it with, I mean, if you totaled up all of my groups, I've probably done it with 30 plus oh, wow. people. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody has, Oh, that's over years, but everybody has different verses um, because God's made us unique and what breaks my heart is going to be different than what breaks your heart for the world and for the Lord. And so Um, It's just a beautiful process. If you want to discern, I would encourage you to go through the process and then kind of, you can pick out what your, kind of your, your life or something that just is so deep in you that, um, and you know what, like I, there's so many verses I would like to include, but if we can just narrow it down, that's super helpful. Mm -hmm. So does that make sense? yeah it's so good, so, yeah. in preparation for this conversation, I
1: did some of the work. I've not been through this process. I just have to tell you i'm I'm on the journey with mm-hmm. you as Jody is kind of coaching us up on this um but I did the work of looking at the verses, just kind of thinking through what are the verses that matter to me and jotting them down and it was really fun to identify the themes I've not ever done this before, so this is as new to me as it is to you, so jode's just walk us through what you want this to look like today. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, did you did you end up narrowing it down to like five verses? Uh no. I well, I narrowed it down to
1: about about 8.
0: Okay. Yeah, I have about that on mine as okay. well. I usually say about five verses and then, you know, I don't yeah, follow I my own probably, instructions.
1: I probably could have eliminated a couple, but these are the ones that surfaced for significant reasons, you know?
0: Yeah. Are you going to so share with us tell yours? you what. Yeah. Let's do, let's do, uh, you know, this is flying by the seat of my pants, sure. but let's, let's have you share one and then I'll share one of mine oh, and then you share one of yours and we can share the why. Yeah. That, that way we keep going good. back and forth. Okay. So, and this doesn't have to be in order of this is the most important one, but, okay. um, you go first. Okay.
1: I kind of thought chronologically a little bit, but anyway, the first verse that I remember mm-hmm. really like the Lord bringing to my attention and it became a life verse for a season was 2 Timothy 1, seven, And um, it's for God to not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power and love and self-control. And I, that came to me when I was on tour with Continentals. I sang with this group that traveled throughout the United States and we'd spent a couple of weeks overseas we did a concert every single day. And I just, when it comes to fight or flight, unless my kids are involved, I'm flight. (laughs) My kids are involved. I'll throw some punches if I need to, but I am typically, uh, flight. And so when I'm fearful, I'll do this in all kinds of ways. I mean, you can physically remove yourself and I've done that. I think I've confessed that here, but I will also (laughs) just emotionally retreat, like Mm -hmm. to protect myself, just pull in. I can, I can stay physically present. I've, I've actually learned this practice. I can stay physically present and completely withdraw emotionally. Not good. Not what God has for us. Right. So when I'm freaking out, I feel like, what God was saying to me through second Timothy one seven is when you're freaking out, that's not me. You didn't get that from me. (laughs) That's not a characteristic from your heavenly father. Um, What you got from me was the spirit of power and love and self-control.
0: Yeah. That is so good. I love that one. Yeah. It's a good one. What about you? It's a good one. So I would say, um, one of mine, is Romans 15, 13. Hmm. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that, which I love the so that, yes, I do you may overflow with, yeah, you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I love that verse because may the God of hope He is the God of hope. My hope comes from him. It is not from this world. This is something I think I've said on the podcast before, but it's something I even declared over our family multiple times, especially when we were in lockdown during the pandemic. I'm so grateful that our hope does not come from this world Mm -hmm. um, because our hope comes from Christ and that if we can keep speaking that and believe that and live into that, then we actually will experience the peace that he's so willingly and lovingly gives us, it is a gift. Peace comes from the Holy Spirit and it is this sweet gift, but we don't walk in it because we don't trust in the hope of God. And so, um, it's just this kind of cyclical thing. And so I love that. But then I also love that there's responsibility on our part. Mm -hmm. Um, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, not under my own might, because that is not going to work and if I try to do it under my own power, then I'm going to hurt a lot of people around me, and because I'm not going to do it right. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, um, I can overflow with that. And so, this verse just brings me so much hope, and I and I love, um, I love that I get to receive, and then there's a responsibility yeah. on my part too. And so, I just think that's so much our relationship with God.
1: Okay, that's one of my verses too. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Is it? Yes. I love it. And it's, uh, there's a story behind that too, but it's, um, and the word for me that gets me on every time on that one is as, because there's a degree to which, you know, as, as you trust in him, may you overflow with hope by the power it's, um, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So the joy and the peace Mm -hmm. is a result of trusting in him. So the more you trust in him, the more you experience peace and joy, the less you trust in him the less you experience the peace and the joy. I mean, there's there's literally like to right. the degree, the degree to which you trust in him is the degree to which you will experience his peace and his joy. And the result of that, you know, not by your own power, but
0: by the power of the spirit is that you get to overflow with hope. Crazy good. I love that. And so do you see, I love that we had the same verse because you can see like, even though our, our approaches to it are the same, they're very unique. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the beautiful things about these is, is because God lays it on our heart based on how he's meeting us in it. And so that's such a a beautiful thing. So because you shared that one and it was, I, I'm going to go to my next one is yeah, really simple. It's Psalm 119, 119, one nineteen eleven. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I so, so believe that we need to be in God's Word, mm-hmm. but not only that we need to memorize it. We need to hide God's Word in our heart if we really um want to understand who he is and and be be equipped with um the sword of the spirit, we have to have His Word in us, yeah. and so I just think this is critical, and again it's it's a it's a a response He gave us his word, and I want to hide his word in my heart so that I will not sin against him. I will be in line and in tune with what God is up to. And so, yeah, that's another one of favorites. I love
1: that. Back to you. I love that. And I just have to say on that note, when dad was, when his mind was, you know, the, the, his illness was kind of taking his mind and and it wasn't as sharp as it had been in his youth, he could still quote scripture.
0: Yes, he what, could.
1: What he had We did it together. In, yeah. What was hidden in his heart was, yeah. readily available to him when other things in his mind were not clear, which is pretty, pretty stinking amazing. Okay. My next verse. It really is. Yeah. I'm ready. My next verse would be, um, Galatians two twenty, which is I have been crucified with Christ. Therefore I no longer live, but Christ now lives in me and the life I live in the body. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And a few years ago there was a situation where I needed to speak out what was happening to me. And if I did speak it out, I realized there was a very real risk involved in, in surfacing something that was going on. And I'm not going to dive into the story because it's not just my story. And so for the protection of other people, I'm just going to keep it kind of vague. But in all honesty, I genuinely could have lost my marriage and my children, and my job if I spoke out. <laughs> so uh, I did have a friend ask me at that moment when I was kind of balking and just kind of figuring out what I was going to do, like, why are you so scared? And I was like, because I could literally lose everything. And, and that, that was really a helpful question for me. But I went to the Lord to, to process what was happening, and what the Lord brought me to was Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ, therefore yeah. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me and the life I live in the body. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me, who loves me and gave himself for me. And so it just really reminded me, Shauna, you're fearful of, of losing all these things that matter most to you, but guess what? Your life isn't about you. It's not about me. It's it's not about Shauna. It's about God. It's about the Lord. And, And I felt like the Lord was saying to me, If you really are living this everyday life in the body, you're getting up, waking, going to work, if your body or if your life really is for me and for my glory, then you will step forward with what I'm asking you to do and you'll be obedient regardless of the cost. So it was a big moment for me, but this verse now means so Mm -hmm. much to me.
0: I love that, Shauna. And I love how, um, what, a, what an, a great example that is your story of uh, God calling you to obey without the promise that it's all going to be okay. Right. If you obey me, you're going to get this result, the what result you want. He just said, no, you need to obey. And isn't that what he did over and over again in the Old Testament? It's, it's. do we really trust him? You know, Abraham, go. I'll, I'll let you know where to go, but I, right, you're going to pack up and go. That's the mm-hmm. first step. And you're like, uh... And the other yeah. thing I notice in, in that, what you just shared is it also points back to your second Timothy verse, right? Like God did not give me a spirit of fear.
1: Right. <laughs> and so, Wow. Jodes, I didn't make if... that connection. You're good at this. Oh, you did it. <laughs> no, I did not make that connection <laughs> at all. But yeah, that's yeah, that, definitely there. That was that's Holy cool. Spirit. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that and being so yeah. vulnerable. All one? right. I got another one. Okay. Ephesians 2, 8 and 10. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God. So we are saved by grace, right? I don't have to do anything. I don't have to perform. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be good enough. You know, you hear these people say, I can't step foot in church because church would burn down. No, it won't because we are saved by grace. And none of us, none of us are good enough just mm-hmm. to, to be in the presence of God. Um, so, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God not by works so that no one can boast. So I can't earn it. You can't earn it. It's just, it is a gift from God. But then we have a responsibility for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Right. Come on, girl, And so preach. we need to right. <laughs> Good. Yeah, here we go. Um, in response to what God did for me, yeah. I want to serve him. I don't want to serve him to earn his love. His love is freely given, but I want to, in response to receiving that love, oh man, I wanna I wanna work for him. I wanna share his love. Mm-hmm. I want people to know who he is because what of what I've received. And so, yeah, just is our one of my real um, my my uh, yeah I can't even think of the word that you would call it, but kind of like my my life like sentence or my kind of passion. Yeah, thank you. My yes, would be that <laughs> together we we make a brain. I know um, that was actually derogatory. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> thank right. you for your help, sister. Yeah, um, but we we. Um, Oh now i 've totally lost my train of thought isn 't that Your funny mantra? How that? Sorry Just, we were but, yes, fun. thank we're you laughing. yeah, we were yeah, um I want to help people take their next step towards Christ, yes, so whether it 's somebody who doesn 't know the Lord, I would yeah. love to tell you about him because man he he has changed me. If it's somebody who has been walking with the Lord for many, many years, I would love to to help be a part of you falling more in love with him and living more fully out who you are in Christ. And so um, so th- I think that's why this type of verse means so much to me mm-hmm. is because it, it really is those both ands, like yeah. we get to receive his love. And because of that, we, yes. we need to tell it. So yeah, super fun. All right, Tag, you're it. Well, and the back part, (laughs) so that verse, I can't like
1: not talk about that verse. That's so good. Uh, You bet. Okay. So the, the back part of that verse, right, is, um, which God prepared in advance for me to do. I am, you know, we are Christ's workmanship, um, created to do good good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I love that because I can, every morning I wake up and I'm like, it's all teed up for me, Jesus. You plan this in advance. All the days planned for me were written in your book before even one day you know, came to be before I even took my first breath. So I know there's already a plan for today. I don't have to make it happen. I just get to walk with you and
0: see it come to fruition today. How cool is that? Right. Which is awesome. And then it goes back to what we've talked about in previous podcasts. So instead of saying, you know, God, this is what I'm going to do. Can you bless it Mm -hmm. to say, God, will you show me what you're up to around Mm -hmm. me? Because he has a plan and it's bigger than me. And would you give me the courage to step into that? Because I want, I want to be on your team. I, me, pick me. Yeah. I I want to be on your team and I want to do what you're doing today. That's a whole different approach. Love it. Love it.
1: So good. I feel like we, I feel like, oh, we just need to keep going, keep going. Okay. Do I get to another turn? Are we still, do we still have time?
0: Please do. Yep. Okay. Yeah, let's do let's do one more each. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do a um a take two next week because yeah. we're running out of time quickly. So yeah, well we want
1: to identify themes and that sort of thing too. But the next one for mm-hmm. me is Psalm forty six ten, super short. Yeah. Be still and know Love it that I am God. And I had a friend once. He was actually a mentor of my husband's. And but was a part of my life through being a friend of my husband's, and at one point, when the kids were really little, he came to visit, and I had made a meal, and he was at our house, and he and my husband were going to spend time together and whatnot and He challenged me about the way I reacted to everything. I was like, "Hold up, you are my husband's mentor and not mine, so you can you can challenge him all day long, but we don't have that relationship but he he nailed it like he challenged me, he said you react to everything as if you're the answer all the time. And he said, I challenge you Uh, next time somebody asks you to do something, instead of saying, yes, say, thank you so much for asking me. I just need some time to pray into it or to think about it. But can I get back to you about this time tomorrow? He says, I don't care if you know the answer or not. Give yourself space to reflect and to make a healthy decision. And what surfaced for me was I realized that I pretty much was behaving like I was the savior of the world. Like I was just like, Right. rip off the you know the human clothes and reveal my cape and my you know and go run off and do the thing. And mm-hmm. so this verse means so much to me because it was it really became a heart verse for me at that time because it was just you know what be still and know that I am God. You are not God. Yeah. It doesn't all hang on you. You know, you don't have to save the world. You can actually sit and stop moving and rest because I'm God and you're not, and you can do absolutely nothing and the world is just
0: going to keep spinning. You can trust me. (laughs) Believe it or not. So one of the things too, is when we, when we respond in that way and we are so quick to, and I think even being as a mom, it kind of feeds into that. Um, or a dad, you know, it kind of feeds into that behavior, which that's no excuse, but then people start to look to us to be their savior. And again, Mm -hmm. that is way out of whack. We, we need to point people to God. And so was that hard for you? Like the first couple of times you had to hit pause, like, was it difficult or did, okay.
1: (laughs) Holy cow. It was so hard. And what I realized though, was that I would have, like at the time I was homeschooling and I would have you know, like very shortly after that challenge, it might've been the same day or within like 24 hours, a friend called and said, Hey, I've got a doctor's appointment for one of my littles. Can you watch my other kids? So I can just go with this one kid to, to the hospital, everything, or to the doctor's office, you know, for this routine visit and everything in me wanted to say, of course I will. And it's like, I am homeschooling my children like in the middle of the day. So it's not that I'm just home with nothing to do. I'm teaching. We're, we're doing school, and so I, I ha, after having time to think about it, I realized that would be really disruptive to our school day. And I'm trying to figure out how to shift when we would do math and English, and maybe we can do it in the afternoon instead of the morning, and blah blah. And it's like, oh my goodness, no. <laughs> you know, I need to, I need to be committed to spending this time on my kids' education, and so I'm, yeah. I'm actually not available at that time to have your other kids you know for the afternoon. So anyway, it it was extremely hard for me and disruptive to my norm and really good for me.
0: Yes. Yes, I love that. I love that. And you so yes. You can see there's so much learning from God's word from from applying these verses and there's verses that will um will come up for you as you, as you kind of recall, um, certain times Mm -hmm. in your life or seasons of your life. And so this week, listeners, I want to encourage you as things kind of come up, write those verses down, put it on our, um, Instagram, real sisters, real talk, or go to our website at jodyandshana.com and send your verses to us. We would love to hear from you of what Uh, what verses really resonate with you or even why, if you're willing to share that, we Mm -hmm. would so love to hear from you. I'm going to make an executive decision here because we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but we're going to come back next week and we're going to, we're going to continue with some different verses. And so the conversation might go a little different direction, but we're going to, we're going to share verses and um, why they mean so much. And and we absolutely want to hear from you. So um, as you as you spend this week with the Lord and as you remember and you ask him, God, can you bring verses to mind and can you, can you um, even give me clarity as to why you um, sweet um, sisters and brothers, please remember that we serve a real God and he really, really loves you.